if you're looking for the podcast with the perfect husband wife and family this ain't it contrary to what most people think we don't have it all together our life is by no means perfect but it's perfect for us life can be perfect and a little raggedy at the same time because real life is messy a hot mess so pull up a seat with ratchet row inside at christian and let's get real you, you are, are now hanging, hanging with, with the, the hardies what's up y'all and welcome to the very first episode of hanging with the hardies we're so glad to be hanging with you today yes we are so glad that you guys have tuned in to hang with us on today look i don't know we're hanging out in your car in your living room in the bathroom you know (laughs) (laughs) hopefully not in the bathroom (laughs) i don't know you know the bathroom is not a bad place to run off and listen to a podcast you know the kids be looking at looking for you everywhere else yeah that's true maybe (laughs) maybe you got some truth to that Look, I want you to know that when we have these conversations, they're going to be real and transparent because we don't know any other way to be. So don't expect this to be the goody, goody gumdrop pastor and co-pastor, pastor and first lady, the <laughs> archbishop and the prophetess yeah. coming on here. Yeah, <laughs> nope, you won't get that. <laughs> You know, we just, we just kind of feel like there are some topics that need to be unpacked and especially things that we need to keep it real about as it relates to marriage and parenting. You know, those are two things that we are underprepared for, especially in the church, um, because everybody just wants to act like they got it all together. And really, nobody has it together. Nobody, you know, and when you start navigating through your own issues because you're so used to looking at people who appear to be perfect you feel like something's wrong with you right babe yeah you feel like something's wrong and you're the only ones that's not getting it right but really the people who you think have a good marriage they're not getting it right either exactly now i know some of y'all clicked on this one tonight or tonight or today i'm assuming that it's nighttime for the people but it might be yeah, i know it could be whatever time the people want it to be because they might be listening to it day or night come on morning noon or night that's you it. can hang with the hardest whenever you feel <laughs> like it yep but you know i know some of y'all clicked on that link because you saw the title and it is when the sex stops that's juicy 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 inflammatory yes salacious oh yes everybody want to know you know yes. when you get married you know you're thinking you have these these this mindset about sex you mm-hmm. know we're gonna get married and we just gonna be having sex every yes. day yes. we're gonna do it multiple times yep. a day baby i'm giving Tan it to it you up. when i wake up in the morning mm-hmm. don't let With me the get stink breath the stink breath come <laughs> on <laughs> we ain't gonna worry about that stink you don't even think about the stink breath Ooh, before you get married ain't even thinking about Ooh, it at but all. once you get married that stink breath ain't no joke oh lord <laughs> <laughs> nasty mm. okay let me tell you about my white breath in the oh morning. don't do it don't do <laughs> it, it does not smell like flowers you better not <laughs> you know but keep you, going keep going you know you think that we just gonna be sexing it up all the time mm-hmm. like baby i'm gonna sex you in the morning and in the, in the evening at night time we just gonna be doing it all the time mm-hmm. doing it like a bunch of rabbits yeah. you know and so when you navigate into spots and seasons in your marriage that maybe there is a sex drought happening, you instantly begin to think that something's yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. w- what's happening in our marriage? And yeah. 
yeah, there are some issues, and we're going to unpack those things tonight. Uh, but it's kind of harder to navigate through it at first because you just feel like a huge failure, like yeah, you're doing yeah. something wrong. But I think what's good to know is that many of the things that cause um, sexless or droughts in marriage is it's common to most marriages. So it's not just for, you know, your marriage or for someone or one person's marriage, but it's something that's common to most marriages. So yes. that should help people. And something that can be worked through. Yeah. You know? So let's mm-hmm. kind of unpack our story for people, you know, because I know that's the, you want the tea, you know. So we're going to go get out your mugs, pour up the tea. Oh, yeah. you about to get Do a little bit of sip. the hardest tea, all right? And mm-hmm. it's a little messy. Piping hot. Piping hot. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when my wife and I got married, we, we have two different backgrounds, especially in our sexual experience. So I was a virgin uh, when we got married, and uh, that certainly limited my exposure to sex, although I uh, exposed myself to a lot of sex um, by looking at pornography uh, prior to getting married and uh, really developing an addiction to pornography um, and carrying that forward into our marriage like Mm -hmm. i thought oh we're gonna get married and that's gonna fix this addiction that i have to pornography and it really just did not and so uh, for me there were times that there were there was some distance in our intimacy because it was easy for me to replace what we were doing with pornography or even sometimes unhealthy expectations of what uh, my wife should and could be and would be doing in the bed because <laughs> your brother was looking at some acrobatics um, uh, and all kind of things on the un- not even real unrealistic you know I just felt like um, you know the word of God tells us that he can do the impossible you know so I just thought some of those things was possible baby oh well I don't know that was false doctrine with that porn <laughs> as it relates to that <laughs> <laughs> not the it word was. of God. It's a hot mess. Not okay? the word of God. We but tried what you t- were talking about as it relates to. Look, we tried to tell the people that this is not going to be about the perfect people. So, mm. you know, I don't know. Give them a little bit of your background and then let's walk through some of the things that we had to navigate through. Okay. Well, my background, I was not a virgin, you know, when we got married. Um, and I just really, you know, I was, I, I think I was quite exposed to what sex was like, you know, before mm-hmm. we got married, which was totally different from you. I know you had really, you know, no experience, but no. I had a little bit too much experience. Yeah, I had a fairy tale mm-hmm. about what it was like. And then you had some level of realities, but not the reality of what true intimacy was. Yes, very true. Mm. Mm-hmm. There was a, there That's was the a, difference. There That's was the difference. A, a prophet uh, that said, uh, I ain't into having sex. I'm into making love. <laughs> he wasn't really a prophet, you I know. Was about to say, it was, was Fifty that? Cent. Oh, okay. The, the, the man of, hey, he still could be a man of God, you know. He just running from his call. Come on, he Fifty Cent. 50. Come on, let me give you Come two on, more, 50. two more quarters, so you can be a dollar. <laughs> ah, make you whole, make you whole, Fifty Cent. Yes. Come on. But uh, but so there was this, there was this. For both of us, there was this unhealthy perspective. You know, for yeah. me, um, there was this this knowledge of something sexually from what I had seen. And so also this unhealthy expectation of what you could bring to the table. And for you, there really was not this true knowledge of what it meant to be 
intimate and 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 an experience where sex was truly about love you mm-hmm. know yeah. and so that brought in some weirdness into our marriage yeah, you yeah know? It did. and uh you know one of the things that people don't talk about especially as it relates to premarital sex is that engaging in sex prior to marriage has some impact on the marriage you know mm-hmm. we we've spoken probably about 90 percent of the couples that we've spoken to when they get real yeah. they say you know that hey engaging prior mm-hmm. to marriage cause an impact and i know for us we wish somebody would have told us you know because you come to the church and what they tell you the lord gonna wash you white as snow mm-hmm. he gonna make you new again and all that and and all of that is absolutely true yeah but i don't think that anybody prepares you for the ramifications right you know, in right. marriage and, and and the fact that you know even though you have been washed white as snow and your sins have been cast as far as the east is to the west or, you know, vice versa. I can't remember exactly how to say that one. But um, there's... So you mean to tell me that the woman of God doesn't know the word of God? I do know the word of God. Oh, wait a Thank minute. you. But sometimes, you know, you, you know, sometimes you can't quite recall uh, things exactly the way part-time, they are uh, supposed to be. Look, don't be judging me. And y'all don't be judging me out there either. <laughs> I know my scriptures now. Sometimes, you know, I may not be able to call every single one of them all the time, but don't don't get it twisted. Oh, so are you a prophet prophetess or do you hear from God? The, the, let, you 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 letting the enemy use you right now. Let's get back on <laughs> back track. Back on to back to when the sex stops. So what was I talking about? Oh, what was what was we were just talking about unhealthy perspective and also oh no 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 and then, uh, I know where I was going with that. Of, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Even though all of those things are true, that you are washed um as white as snow and you know if every in, any man be in christ he's a new creature old things have passed away behold all things have become new all of that is true but that still does not negate the fact that those previous experiences can have an effect on your present situation so you know even though you have been washed white as snow you still sometimes the enemy put thoughts in your head sometimes the enemy tries to bring things back up from your mm. past that you have dealt with are you serious mm. the, the enemy will do Will it. he he'll do try. that to you he'll try bringing the past up bringing it up and you mean to tell me that that could come into your marriage come right on in it came right on in and it caused all kinds of drama you know yeah. and i'm gonna tell you just from our our perspective you know there were certain things that we had to battle as a result of that you know i know yeah. for me there was a certain amount of resentment you know because mm-hmm. you know I, I remember being upset with you upset with god you know i'm thinking you know well you know why was i saving myself and why was i holding on to something and the lord knew that i wasn't going to receive this in return you mm-hmm. know i know y'all sitting out there like i can't believe he he thought that they're not the man of god how could he think such a thing you know um well, you're human. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, I think um, that's a natural thought process for someone who has worked really hard and diligently to save themselves and to not get that in return. I mean, that's, you know, I can understand why you be upset or, you know, feel that way. Absolutely. So, you know, over time for us, as we both navigated our side of the issue, mm-hmm. uh, before we knew it, there were things that started to come between us, and we began to experience some some breaking, or uh, uh, breaking away from one another. Somewhat, you know, some some lack of intimacy mm-hmm. uh, that turned into a sex drought. Notice what I did there. 
I didn't say that we had lack of sex. I said we had lack of intimacy that turned into a sex drop. Right. Oh, yeah. And some of y'all like, nah, how did they have a sex drop all them kids they had? (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean... At least you know we did it for a good time. Hey, <laughs> come on. Them things was fertile. Come on, Lord. Yes. You know, no, but we 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 navigated through seasons. We had seasons yeah. where it wasn't a drought, and then we had seasons where there were droughts. And um and there were things that we can point back to that made us get to that place. And so let's let's kind of unpack that some tonight. Uh, and look, you're going to have to continue. And I say tonight because it's nighttime when we're recording that, uh, recording this. I'm sorry. But uh, you're going to have to stick with us through this yeah. podcast series because we can't unpack everything tonight. Uh, we're certainly going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk a little bit about culture. But uh, we want to really help you. And some people, you're listening to this now. You're married. And you're like, I'm in a sex drought. And, you know, I don't know what's going on with me, you know. But I want to talk first about uh, when the sex stops. It's an indication of four things we kind of identified. Do you want to start unpacking that first? Um, yeah, I can get started. The first thing is we're not prioritizing each other. Mm. You know, when the sex stops, most of the times, if you talk with someone, you will find that they are not prioritizing each other first. You know, something else, someone else has gotten in the way of putting their spouse first. The kids, that's a big one. Whenever you start having kids, you know, they can easily become somebody that you put first. Mm. You're constantly worried about them. You know, you have lack of structure in your home. Your kids are up all night mm. and you all can't even spend time with each they other. They're sleeping in the bed with you. <laughs> not up in this house. <laughs> <laughs> no, not up in this house. Ain't uh-uh. that the truth? You can't even you can't even get it on because your kid in the middle of the mm. two of y'all. Mm. You know, so that's the big one. Put in put in your kids first. Sometimes you can be overly obsessed with work or on your dreams or goals sometimes I know that sometimes people can just get so tunnel vision you know Mm -hmm. so um locked in and and really in pursuit of what they are trying to accomplish and you know don't get me wrong I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because you should be going after your goals you should be striving to achieve more but it should not come in or get in the way of your relationship with your spouse. I don't know if you have anything to add in there. No, that's really good, you know. And I know for both of us, this is something that we've had to work on, you mm-hmm. know. So I am extremely driven, you know. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm driven. So I'm very focused on accomplishing the things that, you know, that I set out to do. Come on. Just like the Lord. My my word is not going to return unto me void. I'm mm. churchy every now and then. Not most times, but every now and then. <laughs> uh, but, the, you know, I'm very driven. And so uh, I can certainly remember a season of me building my career, uh, especially early on when as I started to move up the corporate ladder, uh, I would bring a lot of work home. And, you know, one time my wife came in and she was just like, look, I appreciate what you're doing and trying to, and how you're trying to move up the corporate ladder, uh, but you need to find other time to do that work, like maybe while you're at work. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, it really gave me some perspective. I, mean, I was the exact same way with her 
with the children you know the the Raina came into our, our lives and uh a lot of you know our story we got married in december and by february we found out we were expecting so we did not have a long window of time of not having children and Raina came into our lives and immediately this woman had the baby up to 10 11 o'clock at night she just everything was the baby you know and i wouldn't get any honey <laughs> And I was like, I didn't like that. Well, see, ha- what had happened was hey. the doctor mm. would tell me that, you know, to wake her back mm. up at 10 o'clock to nurse her so that she could sleep mm. a little bit longer through the night. So that's what happened about, you know, why I had her up at a 12. I'm not 12, but 10 o'clock at night. Mm. So I was just trying to follow what the doctor said, but even though, you know, even though it was still getting in the way of our intimacy. I don't care what the doctor ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Love <laughs> was not happy, mm-hmm. you know, and so it really gave birth to some structure in our home with our children because mm-hmm. that's how we started the bedtime was really so that we can get the proper structure in place. And then I remember us having a conversation when, you know, um, you know, I was starting to develop a little jealousy towards the kids because um, you were not being right and giving me the time that I needed. And I had to let you know that, you know, I'm first. Mm. Ooh, that just stung somebody. It like did. somebody it out there. Somebody, stung. somebody could just, they just hit them like a ton of bricks. Ooh, because the, the understanding that your spouse comes first. Oh yeah, it's That's very the, hard for people, yep. especially women, mm-hmm. to swallow. Women, come on, yes. your your teacup is empty right now. I need you to get your picture out. Come on, let's pour it up. Come on, I got some tea for you. Yes. pour it up. Yeah, but some of y'all like I can't receive this as tea. I'm receiving it as shade. Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean? But that's okay because it may need to cool you off because it was getting a little hot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Either way, this is gonna bless you. Bless you real. <laughs> it's good. gonna bless you real good. Your spouse comes first. So this yeah. is what I need you to know. As some point in time those kids are going to be grown and gone yeah and if you have not cultivated your relationship within your home uh then it is going to cause some problems and that's how people uh, have children their children are adults and then all of a sudden 25 30 years later yeah, after being married all those t- those years they get a divorce you're right yeah. so so i think that that's important and one of the things that we also didn't say about that we're, about not prioritizing each other is you know sometimes we're constantly putting our own needs first and thinking mm-hmm. of ourselves so yeah. sometimes it's it's prioritizing self being selfish yes. instead of learning how to serve properly in the relationship as well yeah yeah. and both people should be serving one another that's right that's right it's all about serving one another once you kind of put someone else's need ahead of yours you know the other person um in turn they do the same so it's both of you guys serving each other's needs absolutely so here's the second thing you know we're talking about when the sex stops you know it's an indication of a few things the second thing is the relationship is void of romance. Mm-hmm. You know, romance is super important in a relationship. And it means that each person needs to pursue one another. You yeah, know? yeah. Because, you know, ladies, come on. I I, I just got to keep on getting you. You got to you <laughs> you depend on my wife to get the men. I got to get you. I got to get you, girls. I got to get y'all together. All right, all right. You got your pitch out. It's time to drink some more tea, all mm. right? So there's this thought process a lot of times for women that the romance is only supposed to be directed towards them. And so women get 
uh, used to men coming after them. And I know we kind of set the stage when we're dating because, mm-hmm. you know, we coming after you and we taking you out, girl, and we we whining and dining you and we, we writing your poems and we laying those words on you heavy and all of that. And, you know, some of them, you know, some of these men were telling the truth. They was just trying to get in your drawers. Now, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I, it was that wasn't me. I mm. went. I wasn't doing that. You mm. know, I was. I was serious. You know what I mean. Right. Um, but some of y'all fell for the okie doke, and now you trying to get that thing okie dokie and right. And mm. the Lord gonna still bless you. You know what I mean. He mm. is. Let's so stretch your hands toward Him in the spirit. Stretch Him. Yes, and say, Lord, Lord, do it, do it. Lord. Bring back the romance. Bring God. it back, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got to make sure. That you still focus on being romantic, right? I know right. we've had a revival of romance in our marriage yeah, lately. Like yeah. there's been a revival. Your boy been smooth with it. I just want y'all to know. Like I I've been laying it on heavy, you know, just surprising your girl, just coming out the blue with stuff. You know, she not even expecting it. She all at school blushing and things and getting hot and bothered while <laughs> she trying to teach the kids. <laughs> No, that's the sight to even think that she shouldn't even be. Look at there. Well, you know, it was just it was it was really good. Mm. It was really good. Sometimes you got to, you know, what you did when you were dating. Yeah. You got to keep doing that thing once you're married to keep it going. Yeah. You want you want your baby to be ready to get home to you. Yeah. I can't wait till I get home. Yeah. You know, and, and you want the you want the love life to remain exciting, you know, and there are some things you can do, too, to make sure that you are cultivating Mm -hmm. the relationship you know we have something that we're doing right now in our home uh where we have a plant y'all okay done let me tell y'all this story you know i i got all deep Mm -hmm. it was very romantic i believe it wasn't deep it was just kind of thoughtful it was thoughtful and you definitely put a lot of thought into it um i definitely can tell because you know, when I first saw it, <laughs> was like, what I it? was like, <laughs> okay. So we got to tell him what it was. Oh, we didn't say we it. We didn't say okay. it. Okay. So one day when I got home, mm-hmm. Ronaldo had a plant on the counter with a card. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I read the card and I was like, well, well, first before I read the card, I was like, this is unusual. Mm. We have a plant mm. with a card. Usually when you have a card, you have nice bouquet of flowers oh. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, he has this peace lily on the counter with the card and i'm just so confused i was like no first i was like well who passed away oh my god (laughs) so you think it's somebody dead and i'm trying to bring life ah well because what you may not know is the peace lily Mm. is like the universal funeral plant oh so you didn't know that Oh, your boy feeling played <laughs> right now. He feeling so played. But it is okay, you know, because after I read that card, you know, I was just so touched by your words. Mm. And I, I totally got the message, what you, you know, what you were trying to convey with the plan. See, what had happened was 
I had gone into the Albertsons because mm. I was getting some goodies for the people at our church. We were planning for Easter, mm-hmm. which was very good, by the way. Yeah, dope. It Great was turnout. Lit. If you haven't been to Love Alive Church and you're in Baton Rouge, you should come. Plug shameless plug. plug. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I was getting the goodies, and I and we were navigating or navigating out of or kind of we were walking through. Yeah, uh, a very difficult. Um, situation and we'll as we continue to do these podcasts we'll unpack more and more for you because uh, we don't know any other way but to be real and so we were walking through a difficult moment and i looked at the plant and i i got this idea i said you know what i want us to get this neither of us have a green thumb mm-hmm. right yeah but the the idea was number one we didn't know much about this plant and so in order to grow it we had to take some time learning it yeah and uh, we're 10 years into our marriage and so i felt like uh in this 10th year there are some things that we need to take some time learning and relearning each other just for the, you know you got to keep things fresh we yeah. never want to get stale let it get stale um and and so that was one thing and then then i wanted this this plant is going to take a certain amount of constant uh, watering it and just paying attention to it and making sure that its needs are met in order for it to grow. And mm-hmm. so uh, I parallel that to our love and how in order for it to grow, we have to cultivate it. We have to water it. We have to make sure that we're doing everything that it takes so that it doesn't die, you know. And, and I did that. I put that in a nice letter mm-hmm. with smooth words and just picture uh, me speaking yes. in my yes. smooth voice. He like did this. that, y'all. Some of y'all are thinking this doesn't sound <laughs> smooth, but I don't care because my wife does. <laughs> That's right. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. So I did that, and um, and it really and we've been utilizing that plant to mirror our love. And uh, there is a revival that's happening in yeah, our intimacy. Yeah. Come on, bless a revival. Uh, bless God for it. Mm-hmm. There's an explosion in sexual intimacy. Some of y'all want to catch that explosion. Go ahead. And come on. Ah. Come on. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and receive it oh, in your house yes. even now. In your car. Yes. An explosion. If you're on the toilet. Maybe not an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that kind of explosion. All right. So the third thing, I'm going to let you do the fourth one. The third thing is we're talking about when the sex stops. It's an indication of a few things. The third Mm -hmm. thing is that one or maybe even both people have been hurt or damaged. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is one of the things that we begin to unpack, you know, in, in year two of our marriage. You know, everybody says year one. Oh, my God. Like year one. Whoo. Year one. Man. That was year two for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. very difficult. And um, we had a really traumatic moment in year two. And I say traumatic because, you know, my wife was pregnant with um, my son at the time. And I remember her telling me in that time and you know you know she realized she didn't totally mean what she was saying but Mm -hmm. she said uh i'm talking about you like you (laughs) you ain't sitting right here you know but you know yeah you you said to me that you felt like you had fallen out of love with me Mm -hmm. and that just really crushed me yeah like it just crushed me crushed me crushed me uh because i felt like you know, I had made you my world. You my world, girl. Mm, <laughs> so and and you know, I felt like um I had really invested in trying to get it right, you know. So mm-hmm. I just didn't understand 
why you would feel that way, you know. And there was a lot that was going on in you at the time, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so as we were working through it, you know, I started seeing as we were processing it, she was getting hurt or feeling hurt. And I shut down initially, and then she was hurt by that. And so I allowed myself to come out of it, but I realized I really didn't deal with it. Yeah. And so year over year, there was just kind of a breaking away, you know, uh, in intimacy. And, uh, and you know, kind of made a little boo-boo that year. There was a little... We it, can we keep it real with the people, you know. Sexually, there was a little comparison that had kind of happened, and, and oh yeah, and ooh, and immaturity. She had shared that thing with me, and you talk about just having your ego just deflated, you know, because mm-hmm. your boy was working and he was really working hard, and he was, you know, he was utilizing the lessons that he had learned, you know. <laughs> and he was really working hard he was serving her body and her spirit and her soul and her mind and all of that um and so that was very difficult for me you know and uh something to to work through i know y'all like oh my god the christian did well oh my yeah that happened you know and so resentment kind of came in and Mm -hmm. um and i was hurt and so for me that hurt caused a pulling away and it was slow and it was gradual but it was happening you know and then simultaneously you want to talk about kind of a lack of transparency because i was being an open book with you like when i started struggling with pornography in our marriage i brought that to you Mm because i wanted help Mm -hmm. with that and so i really made myself transparent and accountable to you and um yeah i would say that you know i would say that being transparent was definitely a struggle for me. Um, typically because of, I guess, how I grew up, kind of like my family. Um, my family is kind of a little, and Lord, I hope they're not listening. They're listening. <laughs> private. Uh, yes, we're very private. You know, we like to just, you know, keep things, you know, within the family. We don't like to you know, let whatever we may be going through or anything that might be happening, get out, you know. And I kind of live my life like that in our marriage. You know, it was like that. I felt like think whatever I was going through, any struggles I was having, any temptations that I might have been feeling or anything like that, you know, I just kind of embodied it or, or internalized it, kept it to myself and didn't really share it with you, which was really unfair yes. because, you know, you were definitely opening up, telling me different struggles that you were having. Y'all, I even told this woman when I hired somebody uh, that I thought was kind of dope. Like I hired a chick and um, she was just cute, you know, and I, I just had to keep it real. I came mm-hmm. home and I told my wife, I said, look, I hired somebody and I'm kind of attracted to her and I need you to know. So I need you to come up there and make your presence known. Some of y'all are sitting there. You just spit your tea out. Like you like he did what? I sure did. And um, so that was the level of transparency that I was offering, but not getting in return. Right. And, you know, and I just and it it really affected our marriage. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, because of the lack of transparency on my part, it kind of caused you to kind of shut down, kind of. 
um, be guarded. And it really built a wall in between us. And it really affected our intimacy. It really did. De- drastically. Drastically. Yeah. I mean, the, so there was like this falling away right. from each other. Right. Because let me tell you something. Intimacy requires transparency. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you're not willing to be transparent and open up, we're writing a book. I'm not going to share this, the title with you just yet. They're not ready. They're not ready for it. Actually, it should be on our website. Hey, we'll just still talk about it. We'll let them know. All right. But um, yeah, so you have to be willing to be open and vulnerable and transparent uh, in order to get to a place of true intimacy that will cause an explosion in the sexual experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, a lot of times we confuse sex with intimacy. Sex is a is an expression of intimacy, but it is not intimacy itself. Right, mm. right. That's good. That'll preach. So, you know, and then a lot of times people think, and, and for some of you, you know, this hurt and this damage is is attributed to infidelity. We don't have that in our marriage, right? But you don't necessarily have to have infidelity to have a a lack of trust um, due to lack of transparency. You don't have to have infidelity to to have some brokenness in your relationship. You know, you can have, and the truth of the matter is a lot of the other things happen before the infidelity comes. Mm. And so even for us, you know, when we started putting the laser beam focused on some of these things, it's because we don't want to get into a place where we're vulnerable. Right, right. I think people kind of, it starts out as, you know, not, you know, it starts out as innocent, just thoughts, kind of, and uh, not allowing your thoughts to be exposed to other people so they can hold you accountable. Then next thing you know, you know, it goes a little bit further and a little bit further. Next thing you know, you've... um, You've you stepped all the way out. out there. Yeah, you, you out stepped there. out. You pulled the trigger. You, you know, went all the way um, with another person. But you know, thank God it never got to that point. But you know, who's to say that it wouldn't have gotten there if it hadn't been addressed? Uh, and, and, and you know, and God. I think that's why we have a responsibility, even as the church. I know some people listening to this don't even go to church. You just thought that me and my wife are dope, and that's cool. And you, are you? <laughs> Are you just nosy? Because you like, oh, when the sex stops, ha, let me listen to that. You know, but I feel like as the church, we have to do a better job yeah. at keeping it real. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, we put on the the rose tinted glasses and we and we make things look like they're just always sunny and just perfect. Yeah. And we and we put people we encourage bondage by discouraging transparency because it's like when you're being open and you're honest, then sometimes that's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. You mean so then people feel crazy when they have their own issues going on. And the truth of the matter is everybody does, you know, I mean, we're the pastors and, and we have to work. Yeah. We have a good marriage. We have a great marriage. That's yeah. why we say in the beginning, you know, our life isn't perfect, but it's perfect for us. Like yeah. it's really good, but we have our things that we have to work through. So go ahead and give the last thing and then we'll give the wrap up. Cause I know y'all don't want to hang out with us all day long <laughs> and I want you to come back and hang again. All right. The last thing is. Uh, we're talking about when the sex stops and what is the indication. So the the last thing is we have uh, the sex stops when we have an improper view of what sex and, and intimacy truly are. 
Um, and sometimes, like you were saying earlier, so many times people, when they start having sex or they get married, they view it as just sex. You know, it's just, you know, we go into the bed, we getting it on, and that's the end of that's it. That's the end. That's the end of it. It's not a true intimacy is not a true bond is not a true connection um that is being made it, it's so much more than just sex you know mm-hmm. it's real uh intimacy and a lot of the times we it, it starts before you know you actually have sex you know mm-hmm. we talked about how you have to be transparent you have to um, take that time and develop a friendship, you know, with the person when you develop, we, I think that's one thing that we really did well in yes, the beginning, we did. you know, we really developed a friendship with each other. Yeah, we would be, we was like, <laughs> we not, we not going to the movies for our dates because you're not getting to know each other at the movies. I know, you know? we it's would, just, we would go to coffee shops and yeah. talk and read books together yeah. and different things like that. And I think that that really helped. It, did. it helped us to really get to know each other and it helped us to build a bond and an intimacy which is far greater than just sex so people have to know that you know that it's whenever you are in your marriage and you know having that improper view of sex you can't just see it as just sex you have to know that it's it requires real intimacy also unrealistic expectations i think you kind of mentioned it in the beginning how you know when you first get married many people feel like you're supposed to be doing it every day like rabbits, you know. I know I kind of had a misperception when we first got married. Lord, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, what is wrong with us? You know, we're supposed to be, we supposed all to be, the time. Do, we do we it supposed all to be the time. doing it every day. And <laughs> something is going on that we're not doing it every day. And, and really, that was just foolish, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was like what you see on TV, kind of. You know, you see on TV that the people who are married just having sex every day. And that's just now, what it was. you do need to be coming together several times a week. You do. Right? But it ain't every day. It don't have to be every day. I though. mean, you got to get out and work. You got to get out and live. You got other stuff to do. The kids be having your tired sometimes. You just. <laughs> don't even have any strength in your body yes yes you'd be tired (laughs) so you gotta have realistic expectations you know you can't have a sexless marriage yes but you do need to be having sex exactly several times a week okay not just sex well i would say several times a week but i'm saying do what's also healthy for you so like for some people it might be they might feel good having sex one time a week and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's still if a y'all healthy, on the same page. Yes, if you're on the same page, and that still is pretty healthy because I just was reading the statistics. Mm. A sexless marriage is a marriage that you know that the spouse and you know the spouses have sex once or twice a month. Mm. So you know, so once, once a week, a week they're that's not still, sexless. You know, they're yet. not sexless. They on their way, <laughs> but they ain't. I would I would say once a week isn't bad, you know. I guess it depends on the the couple, you okay. know. Because you might have a really really busy schedule. It just schedule, depends on what's going know? on in your life and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you might have a lot going on in once. But a if week you can at least get one in for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Three times a week. If you could at least get that in, then that that, could, that sets you on a course of good health and oh, Jesus. and good fervency. Man. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Father, Father, Son, and Holy Father, Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. The Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah. Okay. So do well. it. Do it for. Do it for God. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so unrealistic expectations and 
Uh, also, not it shouldn't be about self gratification. Yes, you know sometimes people can just have sex and all they're thinking about is how they can please themselves. Mm. You know how I'm gonna get me, I'm gonna get mine before you get yours. Mm. You know, I ain't never thought like oh, that. Oh no, that's never. one thing I can say that you know you've been really fantastic about. Mm-hmm. Um, when I come to that experience, it's about making sure that my baby is satisfied. Okay, we go, we go. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's too much for the people. We not. We don't want to give them too much. Okay, of, okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you have to make sure that you are focusing on your on your spouse. It's just not about what you can get out of the experience, but it's about serving one another. Really, it is. So you know, to recap, if you think about it in the inverse, if we want to make sure that we are working on getting out of a sex drought, then we need to make sure that we do prioritize each other. Uh, make sure that our spouse is our priority uh, and we don't lose sight of that. We want to make sure that we bring the romance back. Yeah, you know? bring it back. Pile it on. That's you can it. never Have express your love yes. too much to your spouse, right? Be do, creative, too. Be creative. Come on. Do Put some thought thinking. into it. That's yeah. it. Do a little thinking. You know, like, and, and think about it. Like, because sometimes we like, especially if you have a spouse that likes words of affirmation, you can just get stuck only sending a text. You mm-hmm. know, think of other ways to affirm them through your words. Write a note. You know, do, just do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, romance. Mm-hmm. Put some thought into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then make sure that you take the time to heal and forgive. Uh, and then if you're the one who caused the damage to be patient, yeah. you know, and to rebuild trust where it's broken and then also keep a, keep a proper perspective mm-hmm. on what sex truly is. So, uh, I hope you all enjoyed episode one. Look, if you want to continue to go deeper with us on these dialogues, join us on Tuesday nights at 9 PM, uh, central standard time. Come hang out with us on Facebook live for couch conversations we are going to be unpacking this and you will be able to also ask questions uh that you may want answered and we will answer them live and on the spot we thank you so much for hanging out with us yes thank you for hanging with us we look forward to sharing with you soon look we know life is messy but it can still be enjoyable so enjoy your life your messy life it's still good Thank you for tuning in to Hanging with the Hardys today. We hope you enjoyed our time together. If you want to learn more about us or you just want to hang out a little longer, visit our website at thehardys.life. And until next time, remember, real life is messy. So don't be so hard on yourself. Instead, make the most of what you do have.